listening to Season 2, Episode 12 of the 10-0 Podcast, the podcast designed for any athlete who knows they have more to give in this life to maximize their full potential. I'm your host, Danielle Gray, gymnast, fitness model, and founder of Train Like a Gymnast. Today is our finale episode, hashtag I'm gonna cry, featuring former national team member and rhythmic gymnast turned registered dietitian and coach, Joanna Arnold. I chose Joanna for our finale episode for a very particular reason. So if you're just now tuning in for the first time in the season, this is the episode to start with before you go back and catch up during our hiatus. This episode discusses real-world issues like the negative effects gymnastics culture can have on young athletes, eating disorders, exercise bulimia, and restrictive and obsessive thoughts. While my goal for this podcast is to help listeners start a conversation and take action to become better versions of themselves, if you are struggling with any of these issues yourself, this episode may not be right for you. Or you may want to listen with a trusted friend. Last season, one of our guests, Kelsey Heenan, provided some resources which I will include in the show notes for you. If anything you hear in this episode triggers you, reach out to Joanna, a parent, friend, therapist, or use the resources in the show notes because these things cannot survive being talked about and you have the power to overcome. I hope Joanna's story inspires you to take control of your life or help someone you know. But before we start, I wanted to take a moment to thank our sponsor. Real quick interruption. I'm hosting my first ever Train Like a Gymnast retreat in Hawaii in February. I'm so excited about this retreat. Not only is it going to be a nice change of pace and be a fun chance to tumble around the island and snap some awesome photos with our professional photographer, here's the deal. This retreat, it's going to change lives. If you're a formerly competitive athlete, parent of an athlete, aerialist, or gymnastics fan dreaming about changing your life starting with your mindset first, I swear when you get that piece, it changes the whole game for you. Your physical abilities will follow. I want you to walk away from the experience having such incredible breakthroughs and clarity that you can't wait to start executing once you get home. You'll miss your new family for sure, but you won't lose touch because by the end of this retreat, you'll be operating at your full potential. To learn more, just head to trainlikeagymnast.com retreat or go visit the link in the show notes for more information. Today we have Joanna Arnold, and we actually met at a business seminar, I guess we call it, for Rachel Bell. Yeah. And she is a registered dietitian, former rhythmic gymnast, and she has got a story for you today. So welcome, Joanna. Thank you for being our finale guest on our podcast. Ooh, yeah. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So let's get into, you know, the gymnastics side, because of course, that's the most important side. But when did you start gymnastics? And what was that journey like? I started doing artistic gymnastics, actually, when I was 11. I was doing that at a gym in Michigan, which is my hometown. And I was just doing recreational classes. The coaches realized that I was really tall and really flexible. So they told me to switch to rhythmic gymnastics. And I didn't know anything about this sport, but I gave it a try. And I ended up really loving it. I think it was the first sport I had tried where I felt like I was good at it. I had tried, you know, dance. I had tried soccer at one point, pom-poms. And 
this was the first sport where I felt like I had potential. So I stuck with it. I definitely did feel a little bit behind because I started at such a late age. Most girls in gymnastics, they start when they're three or four. So um, (laughs) a lot of the girls in my level, I started out at level five. They were much younger than me. So I just felt a little bit behind. But my coaches did remind me that they saw a lot of potential in me. And if I just kept working hard, I would go really far. So each year I progressed and went up a level. And by the time I was 14, I was a level nine. So by this point, I was really invested in the sport and I really wanted to see how far I could go. Unfortunately, though, my coach at my gym in Michigan, she was no longer going to continue coaching. So there weren't any other good gyms nearby that I could train at. And I didn't want to stop doing the sport at that point. So there was a really good gym in Chicago with some great coaches. And what I ended up doing was moving to Chicago by myself um, with another teammate on my team from Michigan. And we both lived with host families throughout high school and we kept training. So uh, this is when I really started to see myself excel as a gymnast. The environment at my new gym was very different. The expectations were a lot higher and my coaches cared so much about every single one of their gymnasts. So they wanted the best for them. And because of that, they were really hard on us. Despite starting so late, I did moved to an elite level pretty quickly. And uh, once I got to that new gym and was just training really hard and really invested, I did make national team by the time I was 17. So I was really happy with the way I was progressing. And I just had this urge to always be better and better and see what my highest potential could be. Wow, I didn't know that. So how old were you when you uh, moved in with the host family? I was 14. And like full-time living there. Yeah. Yeah. Your family was okay with that. Yeah. I think they were okay with it because they knew I was very disciplined and responsible. I wasn't your typical teenager who was getting into things they weren't supposed to be doing because I was so busy doing gymnastics. Like they knew that was my life. And I think they knew that I was going to be responsible. And, you know, I did have a host family, so I had someone caring for me. Um, but yeah, I was a very independent person. So I think my, my parents, they were, I think there was a part of them that was worried, but they trusted that I would be okay doing it. That's so crazy. I mean, yeah, I think most, most of us gymnasts, like we we're a little socially stunted because we only know the the gym and our friends or our teammates and our coaches. Yeah. So it's, it's just like, that's your world. So um, I didn't go to a party until my junior year in college. Like that was not a birthday party. I don't know about you. Yeah. That sounds about right for myself as well. (laughs) So what did gymnastics teach you overall that like applies to your life? Gymnastics totally shaped my life and just the way that I like handle certain situations. Um, Being in gymnastics taught me discipline. It taught me commitment, perseverance, and just overall being a really high achiever. I never used to be that way before I'd started gymnastics. I didn't really care about school. I didn't care about, you know, learning things that I didn't understand um, in my classes. I just didn't put much effort in. 
And once I started doing gymnastics, I had this mindset of like wanting to be successful in everything. So it totally carried over to my school life and then eventually like my career life. I've just always been really driven and never satisfied with what I've done. I'm like, well, there's always something I could be doing to be better. So yeah, gymnastics really had a a big role in all of that. And also just making me really independent too, because like I said, I moved away when I was 14 and just carried on with my life, not living with my parents. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's very common for athletes to strive for perfection and be high, high achievers and want more out of life. But I feel like gymnastics is something that's so much more driven towards perfection, which does not exist, but you know, the perfect 10 can exist. But like you said, there's always something more. So did that ever seep into your life in a negative way? Or has it always been positive to keep you moving forward? In some ways, it did have a negative effect. Because I'd be really hard on myself, like I'm not doing enough, or like I haven't done this yet. And why haven't I achieved this? So in that aspect, it did make me just a little bit too hard on myself. Other than that, I think it's the reason why I am such a hard worker and I am so stubborn about going after what I want. So overall, I think it's a good thing. Good. I know you have struggled with some eating issues, some hormonal issues and all of that. So I'm sure at that point in time, you're thinking, I got to be better, but like, why is this happening to me all at the same time? So can you speak a little bit about what those mental and emotional struggles you faced, maybe the timeline and kind of what you faced and how you overcame them. After I retired from gymnastics, I just felt really lost and didn't know how to transition my lifestyle from being an athlete in my sport to just living my life like a normal person. Um, And I, yeah, I didn't have any structure in my life anymore. So before it was school and gymnastics and eat and sleep and that was my life and I didn't have that so I had all this free time on my hands and just didn't really know what to do with myself so that was kind of how I was feeling um the lot the few months before I had started college so I had like three months in between retiring and starting college um and I think things really accelerated in a negative way once I started school because I felt especially lost and out of place in the college environment too, because as you know, like when you're a gymnast, you live in a bubble, you socialize with your teammates. Those are your best friends. Um, You know, you're not going out to parties or just like hanging out with regular people. So yeah, I felt really lost. Um, I was struggling with like the workload in school and I was just really unhappy Um, definitely feeling depressed. And that's kind of when my eating disorder was triggered um, because I was worried about gaining weight. And, you know, I thought it was ideal to be as skinny as possible just because of the culture of rhythmic gymnastics. That's when things really started changing with like my nutrition habits. I got really restrictive with what I was eating And I realized that my eating disorder was something that I could control and get a result from. So it was kind of, I don't want to say addicting, but it was really pleasing to see that I was in control of my weight. And if I wanted to lose more weight, I could just eat less and like keep getting that result. So I got in this, you know, cycle of 
eating hardly anything all day. And then I would go on the elliptical uh, just to burn off what I had just eaten. I remember like looking at the calorie meter thing on the elliptical and making sure I had burnt off like the piece of fruit I ate, which is, um, yeah, really sad. But that was kind of the routine I got in. And it was really something that totally controlled my life. I wasn't very social at all because I was just so focused on like being in control of what I ate and my weight and all of that. What was that moment when this has to change? The moment that I realized something had to change was after I had gone to my gynecologist a couple of times because I still didn't have a period. And of course, she was concerned about that. So she had told me multiple times that I need to gain like 20 pounds And I think the first few times I was just like, okay. And I kind of like tried to eat more, um, but I wasn't gaining much weight. And I think eventually I just came to my own senses. So I'm kind of an odd case with someone who had an eating disorder um, because I never went through therapy or anything. I eventually just realized like I have to accept this. And I was aware that I was not healthy. Um, so I really just came to my own senses and was like, okay, I got to start gaining weight and eating more. And it did make me really uncomfortable. I remember feeling like my thighs were huge and like I was big and I look back at photos of myself at that time and I was still super skinny, but it is very psychological, the whole like getting over the eating disorder. And I think You just have to try to not focus so much on your body image and focus on your health. And I think that was what got me through it. I knew I wasn't healthy. I was 24 and still didn't have a period. I just, I kind of, I got over it myself, which is a little bit um, uncommon for someone with an eating disorder. But that's incredible because that is empowering because if someone listening is having those kind of obsessive thoughts or they're going through this, or they have been through this, hearing that it doesn't always have to take therapy either. You have the entire control and power yourself to make that decision to change. So the fact that you know you didn't is not just rare, but also inspiring. Maybe to someone who's like, you know, like you said, don't focus on the body image so much. Well, yes, love your body, all of that, but focus on the health side of it and you know the sustainability side of it the can I picture myself doing the same thing 10 years from now will I even be here in 10 years if I continue these patterns you know those realizations are what help you make that shift because it is a life or death situation when it gets to an extreme level so what did you what did all of that teach you what did you learn about yourself what did you learn about almost that addiction that you said came over you. Yeah, I learned that people say this a lot, but I'm so much more than my body and I'm meant for so much more than obsessing about being super skinny because when you are in that mindset, you're not living your life. You're just living this um, cycle of restriction and not just with food, but your relationships, your ability to socialize and have fun, like that's not living. So I think just realizing that 
there's a lot more to my life than looking a certain way. And once I started shifting the type of exercise I was doing, um, I got interested in trying strength training. And when I saw that I was getting stronger and building muscle, which was something I never really had as a gymnast, um, I was naturally just very flexible and not very strong. So when I started lifting weights and getting strong, that also really influenced my mindset. I was going to the gym to improve my performance and get stronger every time I wasn't there to burn off the food I was eating. And that's something that really helped take away the focus on body image and just obsessing about what I look like. That's awesome. So what is your mission in life now post-sports? I think with everything that's happened on my journey from being a gymnast and retiring and going through all the struggles with my eating disorder, um, I really want to empower other women to be strong and also empowering them to understand their nutritional needs to be healthy and vibrant and full of life. Um, you know, the nutrition world is full of confusing information and it makes it really hard to understand what to do to be healthy and also what you need on an individual level for your goals. So I want to help guide other women on that journey without feeling restricted or negatively impacting their health. Absolutely. And if you're listening, she's a registered dietitian who has also been through her own struggles. So she can not only relate and empathize with anybody, she has also overcome it and has basically blazed that trail for you to follow, has the steps for you to follow to go, you know, past whatever you may be going through. So it's different than going to, to someone and saying, I need to lose 20 pounds. And they say, oh my gosh, me too. You're not going to someone who's in that space with you. You're going to someone who has who has been in that space and is now out of that space to pull you out. So that is the, the power of Joanna. So what is your advice to formerly competitive athletes in general for them to stay consistent and fulfilled after they stop competing? You know, they have that loss of identity or they feel like you did when you were transitioning out. What is your advice to them? Like what steps can they take? For retired athletes, um, it's really important to not see this as an end to your journey and know there's nothing out there for you. There's always a next chapter. And I think it's important to take that as an opportunity to explore your options. And while that may take a while, because it did take me a long time, something will come your way that really challenges you and inspires you at the same time. And that's a feeling that I think every athlete is searching for after their sport. So, um, you know, just explore things, explore different types of movement, find something that excites you and can challenge you. Um, and think about like what you want for a career. Like, what do you want to be seen as, um, what's going to like really light your fire. Just don't get discouraged and be like, all right, well now I'm just gonna like work at a desk the rest of my life. Um, you, you know, <laughs> you're always meant for something more than you think. I love that. So good. I know you've said kind of what you do and what your mission is, but like what lights you up? What lights Joanna up? What brings me fulfillment is being someone that others can go to for understanding their nutrition and, um, finding their purpose in life because, 
that's something I struggled with. And that's how I, you know, came across this idea of wanting to work with retired female athletes. Um, it's something that is a big pain point for me thinking about my journey. So that's why I'm so passionate about helping other women through that. What is your best advice that you've ever been given? Best advice I've ever been given. Um, I would say to focus on yourself and your own journey and you know, don't compare yourself to others and pick yourself apart for what you don't have or haven't done because it's really self-sabotaging and not putting you in the mindset for growth. If anything, it's limiting you from reaching your highest potential. So I applied this to when I was an athlete and just in life in general as, and as I'm on this you know, entrepreneurial journey, um, just to focus on me and my path and not be comparing myself to what others are doing. That is really good. I know a lot of us struggle with that comparison. It's good to compete with yourself, yes, but knowing that boundary of that healthy competition. Yeah, so for sure. The last question I have for you is, what does it personally mean to you to train like a gymnast? As a gymnast, you're faced with adversity all the time. You know, you make mistakes, you'll have a bad competition here and there. And it's really easy to get down on yourself about this and be discouraged. But if you want to be successful, you have to take those experiences as an opportunity to keep going and never give up because that is how you truly reach your highest potential as an athlete. So just always remember that your failures, they're there to make you stronger and teach you something. They're not there to bring you down and make you feel like you haven't worked hard enough. It's just, it's part of the process. I couldn't agree more as like turn your pain into purpose. It's, it's so true. And that I've been talking about that with people recently. It's just like, how can it, like, especially with my injury that just happened, how can this actually be serving you or teaching you something or helping create part of your story that is you? So always remembering that, that anything that you are going through is testing you to become a stronger version of you and, and looking at those challenges and problems, quote unquote, as gifts for you to overcome. I appreciate you taking the time. So if somebody wants to know more about your story, follow along, ask you questions, how can people get a hold of you? Best place to find out about me is through my Instagram. My handle is at Joe's underscore fit underscore kitsch and that is where I share most of my content and the main platform I use to run my business so that's the best way to connect with me perfect and I'll put that all in the show notes so you just have to click on it you don't need to have to try to type that into your browser or anything I'll make it super easy for you Again, thank you so much, Joanna, for hopping on. I hope to see you, you know, involved more in the Train Like a Gymnast community because literally you embody that and everything that we're about and that, you know, reaching your full potential. I wish you the best success with your business. And I hope those of you listening who relate with Joanna or, um, you know, resonated with her story, definitely reach out to her and, and start a conversation. Yeah, thank you, Danielle, so much for having me. I appreciate it. This episode is sponsored by Train Like a Gymnast's newest freebie. If you've ever wanted to train like a gymnast, I'm giving you a sneak peek into our VIP membership program by giving you 20 of my favorite gymnastics drills that you can do at home. These are the types of exercises our VIP members get in their training programs. Get in shape by doing exercises that lead towards something. 
These are my all-time favorite exercises that I did to get my competition body back and the ones that I still do to this day for maintenance. Give them a try. They're free. If you want to learn more about what our VIP membership offers, there will be a link for you to see if you qualify on the drills page. So just go to trainlikeagymnast.com drills. That's trainlikeagymnast.com drills to get your 20 of my favorite gymnastics drills that you can do at home. If you've loved everything you've heard in this episode or have any takeaways, be sure to leave a review. And as a thank you, I'd like to send you our athlete success kit. I've included everything in this guide that helps me stay successful and productive personally and professionally. If you want your copy, just leave us a review and send us a screenshot to team at trainlikeagymnast.com and we'll shoot it right over to you. Until next time, train with purpose.